At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories change your perspective connecting changes everything at&t hell i suck at dating with dean ungler and jared haven an iHeartRadio podcast what's going on everyone welcome to an all-new episode of help i suck at dating it's mid-january we've Made it through the New Year's Eve and Christmas slumps, I guess. I feel like people kind of slump around those times. Um, we've got a great episode in store for you guys today. We have everyone's favorite contestant from RE season and a couple seasons of Paradise. Uh, a little controversial this last season of Paradise, if I do say so. Uh, Kendall Long will be joining us and uh, co-hosting the episode with us. Before we bring Kendall in, I do want to say something, not to start off on a sad note, but... Uh, we record this podcast on Friday, so it won't come out till Sunday. But yesterday we found out. Oh, hello, Kendall. You're here. Hey, how are you? Kendall, I'm wonderful. Kendall, how, how are you? I, w- I was just telling Dean, I don't want to start off the podcast on a sad note, but I do want to address this and I do want to say something. Uh, okay. A fellow Bachelorette contestant that was on my season, Clint Arliss, uh, passed away yesterday at the age of 34. Oh, wow. um, and I got to know Clint a little bit uh, on the show. He was only there for. Well, not only that, but he was there for a couple of weeks. Um, I don't know, Dean, if you remember watching that season or Kendall, but he had the uh, the bromance with JJ. Um, oh, the bromance guy. Yes. And oh, I'm um, sorry. Yeah, it was really, it's just uh, very stunning news, shocking news, sad, 34, gone way too long, uh, way too soon, excuse me. Um, do we know what happened to him? We do not. And, um, you know, I'm just sending my condolences out to uh, his family um, and everybody that, uh, you know, he was a part of uh, with their lives. And he just, 
You know, it was funny because we had um, a text thread going. I'm Dean and Kendall. I'm sure you guys had the same thing of like all your contestants from the show. And it was, it, you know, at first everybody was kind of texting back and forth. And then it started petering out. And the two guys that kept the text chain going were JJ and Clint. And they would legitimately just text back and forth in this group chat. So I would always <laughs> look down and there'd be 60 new text messages on my phone. And it would only be JJ and Clint going back and nice. forth. Um, so I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, Clint was a good guy. The last time I saw him was JJ's wedding. Uh, and uh, he was happy. And um, he looked good. So... Again, just sending my condolences to the family. He's a bachelorette legend. I, uh, you know, I wasn't really a fan. I didn't, well, it's not that I wasn't a fan. I just didn't watch the show much going into when we filmed our season. And um, the one person, not one, but I guess the two people that the producers kept referring to time and time and time and over and over and over again was Clint and JJ. They would always talk about how they had like the best bromance and they would take showers together, but like in a total best friend kind of way. And uh, they would always like joke about it. They'd always be like, you know, you're here to find love. You're not here to take showers with guys. No, seriously, like that used to happen. One season, these two guys like fell in love with each other. So <laughs> they they would bring it up like every chance they got. So definitely sad news. I'm sorry that uh, you know for everyone involved that uh, is never never anything good. But hopefully, hopefully more news comes out about it. We figure out what happened, right? Like mm -hmm. I don't know, but I just I want you know he was a funny guy. Made me laugh a lot. So uh, again, condolences to the family. So I didn't want to start off on a sad note, but I did want to address that. Um, yeah, no, I think that's good. I'm, I appreciate you bringing that up. I, I, uh, cause I, I honestly never would have known enough about it to bring it up. So it's, I'm, you know, I'm glad that you did. And I, you know, he's a buddy of yours. So I'm sorry to hear that. And like you said, condolences, but yeah, we can't, we can't be somber all episodes. So, uh, Kendall, welcome to the podcast. Sorry you had to jump in at an inopportune time. No, that's definitely fine. I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah. 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 Well, how yeah. are so you? How are you, Kendall? Kendall? Yeah, fill us in. What's going on over there? Um, I'm good. Uh, not to add more bad news, but my my dog just uh, had IVDD and had to have um, spine surgery. So I'm kind of uh, healing him. He's on the mend. Um, he woke what up. What is IVDD? Um, so his a disc in his back herniated. So it was bleeding around his spine, and so he was unable to use his back legs. Um, so he was just paralyzed from the waist down. So he oh, just wow. had to go in for emergency surgery. So uh, not to add more sad things, but I've kind of been dealing with that for the past. Yeah, that's week. a lot. Dude. I've been following along on your Instagram stories. And so that happened today. Like, what is the current status? He's in surgery? Uh, no. So he was in surgery probably about five days ago. And okay. now he is uh, he's at home finally and recovering. So um, he doesn't really have much use of his back legs. But we're kind of like rehabilitating him, waiting for him to heal enough so we can start, mm. you know, doing therapy and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, he's just frustrated because he likes running around and doing things and following people around and getting in everyone's business. And he can't do that. So he's just very frustrated. But um, do, uh, do dogs have waists, Kendall? I mean, yeah, they have like a waist. Okay. Like where the, yeah. You know, yeah. Where Dude, Lois next, definitely so. has a waist. <laughs> okay, yeah. I agree. You're right. Probably just right, right above their hips. That makes sense. Um, I did see, I did see your post as well. Uh, it's very sad. That's pretty, is that pretty common in dachshunds? The, like those spinal cord issues? Yeah, it's very, very common. And I'm his fourth home, so I don't really know what his past was or his history. So a lot of things could have started it. Um, it was very sudden. Um, and just one morning he woke up and it was, he was just paralyzed. So, um, so yeah, but luckily my sister moved in. So she's helping out a lot with that. Yeah. So, so how does it, good hands. 
how is he able to get around? Does he have like a wheelchair or is he just um, kind of moseying well, right now, about? It's so soon after surgery. So he gets his staples out in about like 10 days, but we just carry him around everywhere. It's mm. a lot of uh, diapers and changing of things. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually getting him a stroller. So that's coming in the mail and a wheelchair. So he's going to nice. be mobile soon. Yeah. How old is the stash man? He's three. So, oh, I mean, he's so young. So. Yeah. So he's very young. But usually in dash towns, it starts <laughs> around the age of three and um, to three to onward. So how has he been yeah. rehomed? How has he been in four homes and he's only three years old? I, I got him when he was one. I was so about to say, I, I feel like insane. you've had him for a long time. Yeah, I have. Well, and they don't really have a lot of records on his history, but he was at the kill shelter and then he was at another shelter. Oh, yeah. So he's his original home. Then he went to a kill shelter, then another shelter. And then I took got him from that shelter. So. That's crazy. I know. I know dachshunds are kind of a handful, but that's three homes in one year. I mean, kill thank shelters. goodness you came along. Yeah, no, he's he's great. He's he's my best friend. So. You know, he's going to be fine, um, hopefully, but he has an 80% chance of walking again. Before surgery, okay. it was 50, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not uh, easy to watch your best friend and your favorite little animal go through those things. So yeah, it's like you're Definitely kid. sending you our best as well. I know, definitely is like a kid. It's Ugh. crazy because we talked about this too when, when we had to put Pappy down. It's You don't realize how attached you are to your pets until something like this happens to them where you have to like put them down or they become. Oh, I'm uh, fully aware of how attached yeah. I am to Lois. Currently I'm drinking coffee <laughs> out of a mug that says Lois yeah. is dad. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. It's that a great is very great. Yeah. But I guess it, it does put things into perspective. Like Kendall, I'm sure once pistachios running around again, you're really going to like appreciate his ability to like be mobile uh, a lot more than you would have before. It's just, Oh, completely. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, it's definitely tough. So we're sending you our best. We're sending pistachio all the positive vibes we possibly Thank can. Thank you. I have full yeah. hope that he will heal. So. Oh yeah, he's gonna he's be a back young to man. being a stud in no time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so we do. Obviously, we're a dating podcast, Kendall, and you've been on this podcast numerous times. We I always mention that the first time I ever recorded a podcast on here was with you, and. Oh, I didn't oh, know yeah. that. Nice. I was gonna say that was fact. a while ago, dude. Every time I say this, Dean, you always say, "Oh, I didn't know that." That's like the third time I've mentioned it, and that's the third time <laughs> you're fact. like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Thanks for. Thanks for sharing that fun fact that I never knew. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, Kendall, the last time we saw you was obviously on Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. So you left single. What's been going on in your life after that? Um, I'm dating around and doing stuff. Um, What's yeah, the dating I, scene like in L.A. right now? Um, it depends. I would say that you get a, a mixture of different kinds of people, um, but I usually prefer to meet someone through a friend or someone that I – trust um dating apps are kind of they're a little intimidating um but yeah i don't know it, it it's it's been interesting i've gone on some fun adventures <laughs> so yeah. there's so you said that dating apps are intimidating for you can you imagine what the guys think because i was <laughs> well, when you said it was intimidating for you all i could think about was like if a guy was scrolling through and i can say this because i'm married and ashley agrees with me we think you are one of the most beautiful contestants to ever be on the show and you're intelligent and savvy and have so much going for you. If I was a guy going through and I saw you and then it was like, oh, shit, that girl was on Bachelor, they would be super intimidated. So how is it intimidating towards you? Like, what do you find intimidating about dating apps? Um, because I feel like some of the time everyone always does, you know, they're searching and everything. And if you look, look up my name, you see my face sobbing and, you know, or making out with somebody. Um, so it just, it's weird to have someone know you so personally before you have a chance to really get to know them first. Um, so 
yeah, you just never really know people's intentions. And uh, I'm not, I don't really translate that well over text. I, I don't think mm. I'm, I'm not really that funny over t- I don't know. I'm like more of like an in-person or phone call kind of person. I like- can a hundred percent see that. I can a hundred percent see, I can envision a scenario where you're texting someone and you're thinking, Oh, I'm going to give them the funniest line yeah. and you send it and it just comes off completely wrong. Yeah. I'm yeah, not that, I'm not that, that funny. Too. That's why I failed on Twitter. No one thinks I'm funny on Twitter. So I just don't look at it anymore. <laughs> That's, isn't that the worst too? When you're like in a group chat or something and you say something and you're like, this is going to, everyone's going to laugh their ass off at this. And then you send it and like, no one even validates yeah. it with a response. You're like, Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That gift went perfectly. Yeah. I'm the same way too. It's like, I don't know, maybe like too sarcastic or too dry of humor. So it doesn't, tri- like even my friends, they're always like, they'll bring up my texting and they'll be like, yeah, Dean, like, you're, like, really bad at texting. I'm like, what do you mean? I text you back pretty regularly, like, or pretty quickly. And they're like, no, just, like, you're, like, really short, and you're always, like, cold in text. I'm like, I'm not intending to be that way. I feel like I just... They want I'm, embellishment. They need embellishment. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's not enough fluff, I guess. Maybe my lack of capital letters. Um, it is funny, to Jared's point, though, I remember back when I was, you know, in my single days, uh, back in my studding days, I was on the dating apps, and... Uh, I saw Becca Tilly and Kayla Quinn on the dating app on like Bumble or something like that. And I was like, wow, these girls are so pretty. They had like professional photos. They had a little blue check mark. And I was like, there's no way in hell these girls are ever going to be interested in talking to someone like me. So Kendall, if someone were to come across like, let's say your dating profile or like meet you at a bar, what would be a, kind of like their way of getting your attention? Um. Well, I would say recently people have drawn my attention if they can say something that I didn't know about or teach me something new, like, um, um, or if I bring up something and they have something to add to the conversation. Like I was recently talking about like a moon on Jupiter that could potentially harbor life. And there was like a study about it. And then this one guy was like, oh, you mean like this moon? And he had like the name of it. And I was like, that's really dang impressive. Um, Mm. So I don't, that's usually something that catches my eye when someone can kind of yeah something cool like that. I mean, it would be pretty cool if Europa had had life on it, ah, but it's just frozen water all across the entire surface of it, isn't it? But it's possible. Well, if it's frozen water, then that could potentially harbor life. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, no, but it's interesting. See, there are cool people out there. See, I, I kind of envision you with somebody opposite of that, Kendall, if I'm being honest, because I think that you're so knowledgeable that you, even on your Instagram, the way you tell people facts about different aspects of life. I think if you were with someone that that was very receptive to that, but was unaware of some of that, I think that could work. I've been with a lot of listeners. You know, <laughs> but I, don't know. I don't like when people are like, I don't know. I like, I like when someone can say something else besides like awesome and cool, you know, because mm-hmm. well, I've yeah, been in conversation but- with people where I don't know anything that they're talking about. And they're probably thinking I'm not inputting anything to the conversation. I mean, I have interests in very niche subjects. I'd, I like a good debate or like a good banter. Well, I remember yeah. one of the first times I ever talking to you, we were talking about like something in grave, not digging up graves, but it just like the conversation went off the rails. Do you remember this at all? Because you gave me a ride. This is when I was living with Nick. And oh, after yeah. we recorded the podcast and you gave me a drive back to my apartment, which was very mm-hmm. nice of you because it was out of your way. <laughs> but I didn't have a car in LA at the time. And I know she drove feels. you all the way to downtown. Unbelievable, right? What a sweetheart. That's so far out of the way. It is crazy. Well, I like car. I know it's a good conversation. Like long car rides are fun. Why not? Oh. You're like stuck in the conversation. There's no way out. And w- what the hell? Were we- I don't know. We got on the conversation, I think, of like 
What is what is it called? What what is the event called where you go to watch the movie at the graveyard? Oh, uh, the cinema, the something, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, the point is, we got on that conversation, and we started talking about you had like all these interesting facts about death and <laughs> graves and cemeteries. And I cannot remember what the conversation was now, but it was pretty enlightening and fascinating. Oh, interesting. I'm trying to think. I go through like a random, it depends what I'm reading at the time. So I was probably reading something that had to do with that. And hmm. But um, yeah, so if I do remember that, it was a really interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that funny how you're, because it happened, I did it all the time too. You like read a book and uh, it like touches a couple subjects and then all of a sudden you think you're like an expert on that subject and you try to bring it up into conversation as often as you can. I do that all the time. Oh, it's how I, it's how I can have conversation with people. That's like, <laughs> yeah. the I'm like, so there's this book I was reading. That's like, yeah, preface oh, 100%. Of my, I read yeah. Bitcoin um, billionaires and I was like, oh, I'm, I know oh, everything there some, is to know about Bitcoin. All right, guys, just ask Bitcoin. me. <laughs> that's good. That's also very, like, I don't know anything about that. See, that's where I lack intelligence. So it's good to have conversations with people that can like teach something new and, I have no Jared, idea. Jared, give us a give us a rundown on the Bitcoin, dude stuff. It's just the story about how the Winklevoss twins became billionaires in Bitcoin. Mm. It wasn't really. I mean, an interesting fact was the first. First of all, I mean, this is kind of a widely known fact, but no one knows who actually created Bitcoin. It's still unknown. Right. It was mm. a Toshi Yakamata or whatever the heck his name is. Yeah, there's a lot of um, but that's speculation about who it is, and a lot of people right. think it was Elon Musk, which I don't think it was, yeah. but- No way. No way, 100% no way. But uh, the first transaction ever uh, f- with Bitcoin, I'm sure you guys know this as well, was pizza. Somebody bought mm-hmm. a pizza with it. And oh. because yeah. it was an online forum, Bitcoin was obviously still not mainstream, and it was, it was a forum for just Bitcoin, and then somebody was like, hey, I will give anybody on this forum 100 Bitcoin if they bring me a large cheese pizza right now. So somebody said, okay, I'll do it. So he went, got the pizza, delivered it. They transferred the 100, the 100 Bitcoin, and that was the first transaction ever. And that 100 Bitcoin is like now worth like $2.5 million or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is it, dang, this pizza? <laughs> yeah, this pizza. Did like $40 million or something. Like yeah, that. right? Um, wow. That's cool. Kendall, you want to know, you wanna know who I uh, always have envisioned you dating? Not to get off the subject of Bitcoin. But. <laughs> who? <laughs> I want you. I want you and my best friend Alex to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, Ooh. he's he's very too, intelligent. He's so intelligent. He'll very. he'll. You could bring up a fact, and he'll. And this is actually one of the reasons that we always fight is because he speaks so matter of factly all the time that even when he doesn't know what he's talking about, he he sounds like he does, and so like you have no choice but to believe him because you don't know what he's talking about. Um, it's funny because Caitlin says I do that all the time as well, but. You guys, I could, I would just love to be on a fly on the wall in one of your conversations because I feel like you guys would bounce off each other really well. Granted, he lives in Gross Point, Michigan, and you're in Los Angeles, um, and you're too way too good for him, anyways. But I just think that you guys would be a good little pair. No, I do think I think I think he's really fascinating. Um, I've had conversations with that, conversations with Alex before, and um, yeah, the distance thing would be very difficult. That's part of the. I have a lot of triggering things because of that. Um, I've had multiple relationships that have ended because of distance. So. Um, yeah, most yeah. most famously the one with Joe, I su- would suppose, right? <laughs> Who's that? But um, but yeah, like for me, I'm again like I'm a very in person kind of person, and unless I'm w- with someone in person, it's like really hard for me to grow something. Well, because yeah. I remember you talking about it prior on this podcast about how long distance would be extremely difficult for you because you don't want to move from Southern California because your twin sister is there. 
And I remember you describing it as your twin sister is your soulmate, so to speak. And you need someone who can understand that and enter your life uh, knowing that. Would that be an yeah. accurate description? I would say it's not that I would never move ever. Um, it's more so that if there can be some form of relationship that is um, developed here or in some way could be developed. And then if there was a proper conversation that it made sense to move somewhere else or if I can get a job somewhere else. Like I like being independent. I don't like depending on everyone's friend group and job and everything. Like I, I'd, I like to have my own thing going on or else, you know, I don't know. I get really frustrated and bored. So thousand percent. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't want to live off of somebody. I'd rather live, live like equally with somebody. Right. Alongside someone. I think yeah. that's definitely very important too. And that's something I always uh, have mentioned in, in, previous conversations too, is I definitely agree. It's like, you should be independent of each other and then you come together and it's great. It shouldn't be like one person relying on the other person for anything or anything otherwise. But, um, all right, well, Kendall, we're going to take one quick break. Uh, we've got some great dating topics we would like to discuss a little deeper with you. So for the listeners, stay tuned through the break. We'll be right back. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. 
Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Dean, myself, Kendall, uh, we do have a couple dating topics we do want to get to, including one about Kanye West being accused of recreating an iconic photo of him and himself with Kim Kardashian, but he did it with his new girlfriend now. I don't know, it sounds kind of wacky. But I did have some questions, Kendall, about you in this past season of Bachelor in Paradise because watching it was... I think difficult for a lot of audience members because they've fallen in love with you and Joe and seeing two people just not work out because most of the time when a relationship ends, it ends because it's, it's bad, right? Like something happens, somebody cheated, one person falls out of love. And you know, we don't know the specifics of what happened with you and Joe, but it really felt like it was just two people that like cared about each other and it just didn't work out. And so when you went back on paradise, what was your mindset? Did you go back thinking, hey, I'm going to go and try to date other people or I'm going to go and try to see if I can work things out with Joe? Um, no, I definitely went on thinking I would date other people. Um, I, you don't go on a reality TV show to date someone that you have like two years of history with, you know, because there's just so much that you can't bring up on TV and you don't want to talk about publicly because you respect the person too much to like bring in your dirty laundry. Um and when I went on, I had people that I was interested in. And so um, I think I just didn't expect how it, much of a time machine going back would be. And uh, it was very difficult. Yeah. And then when you go in late, you feel weird. You're like, uh, why am I here? You know, people already know each other. There's already like bonds developing. Everyone's in a relationship. I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like, hey, like, can I steal your, I don't steal people's guys. Like either there's interest or there's not, you know? So it was really awkward and weird. <laughs> so, and I wanted to ask because I feel like there's a lot of people out there that go through similar situations. Obviously, they don't date on a beach right in front of their ex. Having said that, there are a lot of people that go and start seeing other people who might not be ready or are still emotionally torn. And I feel like a lot of people ask us on the podcast, hey, when am I going to be ready to start dating again? And can you give advice to anybody out there who might be going through a situation like that where they're wanting to meet other people, but there's still something drawing back, you know, them back to their ex? What would you tell them? Um, it's hard to leave what's comfortable and what's familiar. I think there's safety in that. Um, and so for me, when I was in a position that felt so unsafe and awkward, I, I was feeling like I wanted to go back to something that felt safe and felt sure. Um, but when you can't do that, uh, I don't know, like now in the real world, I feel like whenever I see safety in somebody, that's when it's like a good sign that um, I can move forward with them. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if there's like a specific like thing that happens, just all of a sudden it becomes easier and it's easier because, um, 
because conversations get easier or you find interest in somebody like you can develop a friendship first with somebody if that makes sense i'm not sure if it's no yeah that totally makes sense i guess my question was um you know i i it's never like there's no right answer that's the issue when people yeah. ask like hey should i you know should I take time for myself and not go on dates or should I just go on a bunch of dates and kind of like try to move on or should I focus on myself? And it's really difficult to answer the question. I feel like Dina and I continue to go through this process of like trying to give it the best advice as we possibly can. And that's why I wanted to ask about your advice because we saw it kind of play out with you on national TV where it was, you were torn and it was like, yeah, there's, I'm ready to date other people, but I'm still kind of feeling things for my ex and it's really weird. And, and you're not, I feel like so many people go through that and uh, I wish I could give better advice on it. That's all. No, well, you think you're over your ex until you see them in a public place and you're like, oh, <laughs> that. <laughs> but I thought I was completely over, you know, like I think yeah. we can all relate. E even like if you're, you know, maybe you're at the mall one day or you're out somewhere and then you see your ex walking and you're like, like it's just like all of a sudden everything like flashes through. Um, yeah, it's very, uh, it's, it's just very surprising. I don't think, we can really, I don't know. It was for me, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect it to be. A well, there, there's a formula to it. You know what they say for every year you dated, you have to take one month to not date. So if you dated for two years, you have to take two months off. But I mean, that's obviously just whatever that means. That's meaningless. Um, did you watch? <laughs> did you watch? That's what this is like the rule of thumb that makes no sense that I heard one time that I think uh, might be might be valuable for some people to know. <laughs> did you uh, did you watch Paradise Back? Um, I saw bits and pieces of it, but I didn't hmm. watch the full thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a masochist. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes for some things, I guess. Yeah, it, it, yeah, but not for that. That's that's reasonable. Um, yeah, I would say I, I had a similar experience by f not even close to yours, but like a little baby baby version of just when I went back to the beach and Christina was there. Obviously, Christina and I didn't date for two years like you and Joe did and all that kind of stuff. But I agree with what you're saying. It gets very, uh, it's not like traumatic, but it kind of like helps, it like puts things into perspective for better or for worse, you know? So um, like I said, my situation can't even hold a candle to yours. So mine was a little, affected me a little bit less, but I can definitely see where you're coming from with all that stuff. And it's it's hard to like, like you said, you could be walking down the mall, through the mall and you see your ex and all of a sudden you're like reminded, like flushed with all these memories or you like smell his cologne that, I guess you maybe like walk through by like a Nordstrom rack or something. You're like, whoa. But, and it's so hard because, you know, full transparency, that's happened to me while I've been with Ashley and it doesn't change my feelings for Ash, but it's always, it makes me feel guilty, even though mm -hmm. you can't help it. You know, like you see a picture of an ex or you hear news about it and like you just get like whacked in the face with all these memories and emotions. And then people, you know, it's just like, it's, it's, it's like, wait a minute. No, no, no. I shouldn't be feeling this. And it's like, no, no, no. It's just, it's a thing, you know, like everybody goes through it anyway. So that's mm -hmm. my point to maybe, I guess, just make myself not feel as guilty. <laughs> I think it's almost, it's very difficult to never, to not love somebody after you allowed them in and you've loved them. Um, so I think it's okay to love multiple people in that way, but um, it's weird when you knew someone so well, they become a complete stranger. And then you're reminded of like, oh yeah, that was my best friend. Like, that's mm -hmm. weird. You know, it's like, but I can't talk to them ever again. Um, no. And it's, or in the it's, same way. It's the worst too when you hear about like, because you get close to people's families and friends. And so you hear about yeah. things that are happening to them or God forbid they lose a family member. And it's like, shit. Mm -hmm. I just want to reach out yeah. and just be like, hey, I hope everything is okay. But 
then it's that, you know, you're like, wait, am I just being selfish to, to fulfill my own needs by reaching out and not actually mm-hmm. to, to make sure they're okay, but just, to, you know, because I feel guilt. I don't really know. It's just a weird mind bleep. You make a good point too, Kendall. It's interesting. Um, it's something I experienced when I was younger, but not so much in my adult life, where when you go through a breakup, you are essentially like losing your best friend. Because like, let's face it, you spend all your time, most of your free time, at least with this person. Um, and when you have like a best friend, like a platonic best friend, whoever it is, you don't just go through it. There's not just like one moment where you're like, okay, you're no longer best friends as you would in a relationship where there's like a defining moment that then breaks you guys up. You're no longer boyfriend, girlfriend, which also means you lost your best friend as well as your partner. So it is like a, it's like a flux of emotions because not only are you losing your romantic partner, but you're also losing your best friend. Mm-hmm. I remember I was having a conversation with my friend, um, a long, long time ago after having just gone through a breakup and I was like crying every day because of it. And he's like, dude, just get over it. Like, she was just your girlfriend. And I was like, she was more than that. She was my best friend. You don't understand. Uh, and yeah, I so I fully agree with where you're coming from. It's like you're losing a lot more than just a partner. You're losing your best friend. You're losing your roommate in a lot of cases, too. Um, but I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with this. It just oh, it, it definitely it definitely sucks. And then it sucks even more. And it, it's compounded even more when you have to see them uh, date on television and, uh, subsequently get engaged. I think that, uh, I think that we shared this already. I, I can't remember if I have with you here or not, but it was funny because that last day of paradise, Kaylin and I were walking out to the beach and, uh, we see this, we see this little blonde girl poke her head out of her hotel room as we're walking to the elevator. And, uh, I was, I like, didn't, I didn't piece it together what was going on. And Kaylin was like, you know, that was Kendall right there in the room. Right. And I was like, Oh my gosh, no way. We're in for a real treat out there on the beach today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't. Well, I I didn't really know what day it was or all the things that were happening that day. Um, And so it was funny when I saw you guys, I was like, I thought you guys were going to get engaged or something. Like, that's what Mm. I thought. That's what I saw. They wanted us to. Yeah, I'm sure. Of course. Why not? (laughs) Um, That's what I thought. So I was laughing because I was just like, um, I was like, oh, I know why they're here. I, I, I guess I didn't like even like associate it with, you know, why you were really there. So, yeah. Well, yeah, but hey, whatever it is, what it is. Jared, what else do you want to talk about besides uh, mourning the past? Uh, oh, I mean, I love mourning the past. Put on a little acoustic music. Uh, it'd be good to, good times. Put the shades down. I'll just cry myself to sleep. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. 
after we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. We do have some topics, though, that I do want to get to. We have two hot topics before we get into emails. First, I got to ask you guys a question. Would you drink your significant other's blood? No. <laughs> no. Why Why is this happening? I need know the intention of drinking this blood. All right. Well, the, the headline, so I'm sure, I don't know if you guys have heard, but Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, celebrity oh. couple, are now engaged. And apparently, they sealed the union of engagement by drinking each other's blood. It's weird. Yeah. I wouldn't do Yeah, it seems more so. That's that's more so like a, for a headline as opposed to, I mean, maybe <laughs> they genuinely believe it or they have some sort of religious practice where that's, you embody them. Yeah. They're I, having cannibals that eat other people thinking that they'll always be a part of them because they've internalized them. So maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So I heard about this too, and I'm trying to figure out exactly why they drank each other's blood. This is not the first, but like, Apparently, they were in a music video last year called Bloody Valentine. I think it's a Machine Gun Kelly song. Mm. And they call each other their twin flames. And they said they had an instant connection. And I can't find it now. I'm losing. But anyway, they drank each other's blood to seal that they are like twin flames. And they it's kind of you know what it feels like. You know, I don't know, Dean, do you ever become blood brothers with someone? No, but no. I know what it is. I never did that either. And I was ter- I almost did it one time. I remember we couldn't, it was like, I was probably six or seven, maybe. <laughs> I swear to God, it was my buddy, Jimmy, and we grew up together and we thought it was going to be like the coolest thing. You grew up together. You were still, you hadn't even grown up yet. Bro. All right. <laughs> A lot happened in my first seven years of life. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. Continue. I was like 30 at that point in my soul, but 
we tried, I, I don't know if, I don't even remember if we got a knife or something, but I remember it was just like way too painful and we ended up not doing it. But the idea that we were going to do that in the first place is disgusting to me now. The fact that we were going to cut each other's hands and then put our hands together. Whew. I, dude, I would never drink Ashley's blood. I don't know if I can be in the delivery room, let alone yeah. like the idea of sipping on it. Like how much blood was it? Was it like a cup of blood? Was it like a little cut where they like licked each other's cut or something? I bet you that's what it was. They, they like sucked their, like they pricked their finger and then sucked it off the finger or something oh, like that. That's my guess. Deal. Like that'd be fun. I mean, I don't know. I can see that being like a right. funny thing, like where you just do it because it's like a weird thing you do together. But um, to make it like very serious, like this is like, that's uh, like next level. Definitely. It's, right. I mean, it's like very satanic in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. <laughs> God. Well, I would embody your soul. I don't know. So, in the Instagram caption that she posted when she announced Megan Fox that they were engaged, she talked about the work and the sacrifices of the relationship, blah, 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 blah. And she said, somewhere a year and a half later, having walked through hell together and having laughed more than I ever imagined possible, he asked me to marry him. And just as in every lifetime before this one, and as in every lifetime that will follow it, I said yes, and then we drank each other's blood. <laughs> that could be like a metaphor. Yeah. yeah. You know, it could be like a metaphor of like we drank in each other and our, right. I don't know. Like the, the ether, we drank in the aura of each other's exactly, blood. Exactly, right? Like, I don't know if it's li- it, maybe they did literally do it, but. I love that they call like each they other did. twin flames, though, because my brother and his wife call each other twin flames all the time. And now all I can imagine is my brother and his wife drinking each other's blood. Well, it's a uh, twin flame is like when you, wasn't there like a, a myth where you originally started out as two people combined or one person? Yeah. And then you like somehow some, you're like split in half. You have to keep finding Zeus. your other half. Zeus was fearful of the power of the superhuman, so he split them in half with his lightning bolt. Yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah so that was my favorite. Uh, that was my favorite Plato Symposium uh, short story. It's very good. So, Twin okay. Flame is your own soul shared across what appears to be two physical beings. It's the soul split into two bodies. Mm. Right. Yeah. <sighs> so the story the story goes according to my philosophy one on one class in college is uh, in Greek mythology, the humans used to have four legs, four arms, two heads, and uh, Zeus was fearful of the humans overpowering the Greek gods, and so he split them in half with a lightning bolt. And uh, the rest of the person's life from then on is finding the person that Zeus split you apart from, and that's like yeah. your soulmate or your twin flame, I guess. I never, I never thought it was, the, I never knew it was a twin flame aspect, but yeah, my brother and his wife call each other their twin flame all the time. Very cute, very adorable. Yeah. But when adorbs. Megan Fox... And Machine Gun Kelly say it. Um, it's just a little creepy. I yeah, don't know not why. as adorable. Does it always uh, have to be romantic? I don't know. I don't hey, know. That's a good question. You hey. could be your twin. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair <laughs> point. Well, here are the six signs of whether you found your twin flame or not. So when you meet this person, if you have a sense that you're meeting yourself, that's a sign that this is your twin flame. Also, also you could have multiple similarities, sometimes uncanny. These seem very vague. You have a deep connection, a desire to grow, prioritization of growth over being in a relationship. So you'd rather grow together than be in a relationship. So you, maybe it isn't romantic. Maybe you're right, Kendall. Hmm. And then the meeting signifies a major change in your life. Oh, those are super vague. I don't know if I like that. Yeah. I guess it pertains to a couple different people in my life. Yeah, know. it pertains to my those dog. Are like, those are like horoscopes where they're like, yeah, like maybe this will happen or maybe you feel this way about something. And then they're so broad that they apply to basically anyone that's reading it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's me. 
Yeah. You know? I really like, Jared, Jared, you might be my twin twin flame. Kendall, hey, by all means, you could be my twin flame, too. You guys all want to be each other's twin flame? That'd be great. <laughs> I got news for you. The only way we've made it through this podcast for three years is because we're twin flames. Uh, twin flame. <laughs> all right, last headline before we do emails. This is uh, an article about... Uh, <laughs> Kanye West uh, is accused of recreating an iconic photo of himself and Kim Kardashian with his new girlfriend, Julia Fox. So apparently he recreated a photo that him and Kim took a very long time ago. If you guys don't know, Kim and Kanye broke up or got divorced. Were they married? They were married, right? Yes. So they got divorced and Kanye has been very open about wanting to get back with Kim. And Kim is way too busy with her brand new boyfriend, Pete Davidson. First of all, how do we feel about Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian? It's a bit yeah. unexpected coupling. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't it. know too much. Yeah? I mean, I hey, think it just because happy. it's so wacky. I love Pete Davidson. I always have. And the fact that he's getting Kim Kardashian is like the coolest thing. I'm also someone. I thought he like, was rumored to be dating someone else, like some other girl. And then Kim was like getting jealous and territorial or something, wasn't she? I have no idea, but. For, I don't know how Pete Davidson like gets every girl in the world, but he's doing something right. Um, I also love Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Like, I just love the idea of oh, like yeah. a of a of a guy like Ben Affleck's like that rough, rowdy Boston guy who's like dating the queen of queens. And it's kind of mm-hmm. similar why I love Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian because Pete is this like skinny, like you know, I mean, not traditionally good looking, but like very charming, which makes him good looking type guy. And then now he's dating, like, you know, the queen. The queen, you know? Kim Kardashian queen. Anyway. The queen. Queen. <laughs> I don't know. I said queen about seven times in the past four minutes. Way too many. <laughs> All right. Queen. Hey. So apparently a TikTok user that goes by the name In Sid We Trust alerted all of her or his followers of the potential diss in a video clip over the weekend. Uh, so apparently in a post... Uh, they shared uh, a picture from the musician's recent interview magazine photo shoot alongside his new girlfriend, Julia, so Kanye and Julia. And in the image, the two are cuddling on a couch of a restaurant while Kanye hid his face in a black hood. Uh, Julia, his new girlfriend, rested her head on his shoulder. I'm just really painting the picture for you guys here. In, an yeah. in, in the intimate photo, which was taken to announce their relationship as official. Um, now, the TikTok... this. In Sid We Trust, switched the shot to an old photo uh, of Kanye and Kim as they snuggled on the couch during their marriage. Both had their eyes closed as they cuddled in the throwback photo. And the user popped in with a sad face to share the despair of the similarities. Other fans raced to the comments to share their own theories regarding the fact that Kim, or excuse me, Kanye recreated this photo with Julia of an old photo with Kim. And all these people are saying he did it to hurt her. He's trying so hard. But mm. what pisses me off, he's not allowed to cuddle on a couch with his new girlfriend. Right. What does that even mean? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Once you do it with Kim Kardashian, you're not allowed yeah. to do it ever again with anyone else. That's the weird thing. I find that like I find that if you are in the public light eye in some sense, every single thing could be picked apart, you know? And it's so it's so weird. Like his intention was probably just like, this is a cool couch photo. And um, then everyone calls him desperate or calls him all these things. Like, I don't know. I can empathize with that. I think we've all had things just kind of like really dissected and ripped apart. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think that sucks that he has to, he can't. I agree. Someone. I think it sucks. And granted, uh, I haven't been a fan of Kanye since like 20, 2010, but it is still very unfair to 
for like news outlets, quote unquote, to be making these leaps. It's like, what is he supposed to do? Not take a photo ever again with the person that he's dating? Come on. Come on. That's ridiculous. And as a, as a guy, well, I'm not saying like, I'm only speaking personally here. I only got so many tricks in my bag. You know what I mean? For example, (laughs) I, there have definitely been times where I've given gifts to significant others, maybe even my current significant other that have been similar to gifts that I've given to past significant others. But it's only because, like, whether it be notes or letters or things like that, like, I'm only, there's only so much creativity in this little Rhode Island brain of mine. And so, <laughs> like, I could easily be accused of recreating or doing something similar to the past. And it's like, well, duh, you know, what am I supposed to do? Nobody? Am I? Yeah. Am I getting way too no, passionate I mean, about if you this? Give, if you give flowers to somebody, maybe the flowers are different, but it's still like a similar gesture. I mean, I don't know. There's certain ways that people, that you show that you care about somebody, but it's different because it's a different person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Exactly. No, I agree. Once upon a time, one of my friends was dating a public figure and he, uh, she was posting like a lot of the stuff that he was doing for her. And he, he kept telling me, he's like, I tell her not to post anything I do because like, let's be honest, I do this with everyone I date. And if she keeps <laughs> posting about it, like everyone's going to know my secrets. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's pretty, it, I mean, it's true. Like you, you know, you find stuff that works for you uh, and you stick with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that per se. Um, it's just, it's it, like when it comes to this extent, like this whole Kanye West thing, it's ridiculous. Oh, sorry. Kanye West isn't allowed to take a picture on a couch with his eyes closed anymore because he once did it with Kim Kardashian. Yeah. No, no, Sid. What is it called in Sid? We trust. I'm sorry. We don't trust Sid. But, but <laughs> take a couple seats. Why don't you, Sid? Um, all right, guys, we're going to take one quick break here. Um, we're going to come back to emails. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected, and another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. 
Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing Black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have you been thinking about LASIK but not sure if you're a candidate? Just go to LASIK.com slash quiz and take our free candidacy quiz. In just a few minutes, you'll know if LASIK is likely right for you. And if it is, we'll connect you with experienced LASIK doctors in your area. Start your journey towards 2020 vision. Take our free candidacy quiz at LASIK.com slash quiz. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Hey guys, it's Ben. And Ashley. From the Almost Famous Podcast. It's that time of year where drama fills the air. The Bachelor is back with an all-new season premiering January 3rd. There's a new host, Jesse Palmer. And a brand new Bachelor, Clayton Eckerd. Clayton is a Midwest boy that has that great smile, nice teeth, and he's really tall. Ash, let's call it what it is. He's a beefcake. Okay, well, Clayton seems to be a good guy, though, and he can't wait to find love, get married, and have kids, and he believes more than anything that his future wife is on this show. It sounds like a fairy tale, but also a bit of an emotional roller coaster because Clayton tells three different women he's falling in love with him. Technically, he told one, I couldn't be more sure that I'm falling in love with you. And another one, I'm falling in love with you. And the third one, I am in love with you. You don't miss a thing. It's from years of overanalyzing everything that guys say. But his heart is in the right place. Sure. But other parts of him, not so much. (laughs) As we find out when he admits to two different women that he was intimate with, both of them. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go over well. We'll be breaking down it all on the Almost Famous podcast. Ben is married now. Well, and Ashley's a mom. Will it change our opinions of what we think is acceptable single behavior? Ooh, good question. Listen to Almost Famous on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, everyone, welcome back to help i suck at dating it's time for my favorite segment emails (laughs) um do we have easton is there an easton present that's listening to this podcast that wouldn't mind reading one or two of these for us i mean easton might be present but he's definitely not listening i'm 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 present and i'm listening and i definitely have the emails pulled up i definitely have them ready because i was expecting to do this because it's an (laughs) honor and a privilege to do this every week and i have the email right here let's do it you know, the uh, first time you said definitely I believed you, the second definitely threw me for a loop and make me think otherwise. But. You know what I was thinking, too? Maybe every week we should have, I don't know if this is even plausible, and it's probably going to make Eason's job a lot more difficult, but let's try it anyway. Maybe we could have a listener call in and read an mm. email. 
Mm. We, uh, we did the listener call-ins for a while at the very beginning of this podcast, and I'm sure Easton can attest. It's, uh, it's maybe not the best format. <laughs> It's a uh, it's a really fun format. It's a really fun format, and uh, and it might be coming back, Dean. Oh, <laughs> so it's oh, shit. going to be a lot of going to be news. a lot of fun. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or not. It was a lot of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on the phone with you. Like, I can't believe we're here right now. And it's like, okay, well, what's your question? And they're like, I don't even have a question. I just can't believe I'm on the phone on this podcast right now. So that's that's what I remember it being. Trust like, me, those know? days yeah. are over for us, Dean. We're old dudes. <laughs> they're like, no, true. I can believe I'm on the phone with you, and I have that's a question. That's very true. The yeah, the disparity between how I was and how I am now is quite great. So well, both of us, my yeah. friend. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, uh, let's see. This first one's from anonymous. Uh, I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend for two years. He moved in with me six months ago after his lease was up. And we decided that since he was always sleeping over anyways, it'd be best if he just moved in and didn't find another place. We never necessarily had the conversation about what this step meant in our relationship. To me, it was always a temporary thing until my own lease was up. Now, six months later, as my own lease is coming to an end, he has begun asking questions like, should we renew? Should we move someplace else? Long story short, how do I break it to him that I'm not ready to move in with him permanently? I mean, I love him. We've been together for two years, but I just feel like that's a huge commitment and I don't know if I'm ready for it. I don't know if it's because I'm only 23 and he's 30 and I'm still unsure of what the future can hold. I want my space. I want him to stay over some days. I know if I tell him if I want to continue living alone, he'll think it's because I don't see a future with him in the long run. Or he'll start overthinking if I hated living together for the last six months. Help. How do I go about about this in the best way possible? Hmm. Well, it sounds like you guys already lived together. So I don't know why you said more permanently. Well, because Um, she thought it was going to be temporarily. Yeah. Right. She's not ready for like indefinitely (laughs) i was pretty i was pretty um against her up until she said uh something along the lines of i still want my own space i want to be able to like pick and choose when we hang out and then i was like you know what that makes a little bit of sense i think all you got to do is just tell him that you know but i don't know it's funny because nick always talks about uh when couples move in together or not always but he's talked about it a few times and he says, if you're ever moving in with someone for like financial reasons, then you're not ready to move in with them. So like, let's be honest, if you guys financially need to live together and like, that's the one reason you guys are going to move in together, maybe not a good idea. But um, I mean, I am always an advocate for having your own personal space. So I say, just have a conversation with him about it. I've done that. I've moved in with someone um, when I was 20 because of financial reasons. And once you take a step forward, it's really hard to take a step back without mm. people taking it personally. You know, it's yeah. uh, it always signifies like, oh, we're going forward because our relationship's going forward. So if you go back, does that mean our relationship's going back? I think it just depends if you if you like who you are and the dynamic of your life while you're living with that person, because it completely changes your relationship, you know. Um, and if you don't feel like you're ready to uh, feel like you have to tell them what you're doing all the time, because you kind of do. It's like if you go out with friends, like, are you coming back? Where are you coming back? Like, am I going to be here? Am I not? Who's making dinner? Blah, blah. So you are just like so on each other's lives. If you're not ready for that, then that's completely fair. But uh, yeah. Do you think, do you think if you live with a significant other, um, Mm -hmm. you, because this is the first time I've ever heard this and I'm just trying to uh, absorb it a little bit more. Do you think you're kind of are are required more to tell them like your, your constant whereabouts? Um, It's more so in terms of like respecting their time or respecting Mm -hmm. the space. And like, it's, it's like, you, you I mean, kind I, of have to play like, when are we going to go to, are you going to go to bed together? Like if you don't come home later at night, is it because you got hit by a car or it's kind of just like checking in to make sure, you know? Yeah. 
For the record, I agree with you. I just, I have never heard it verbalized before, so I'm just trying to process it. Yeah. It's kind of just because if you live in the same space, there's more questions as to what did you do today? You were gone right. for this amount of time or you didn't come home right. last night. What, you know, what happened then? Like, and when you, and when you live separately, there's kind of more of like an unspoken understanding of like, okay, we don't have to keep each other updated on every move we make. It's just not in front of your face, you know? Right. Right. Good point. Yeah. Jared, what do you think? Ashley tracks me. So she knows every step I take everywhere. And initially <laughs> I was against it, but now I like it because now I know where she is. So anytime she doesn't pick up the phone, I can look and say, oh, okay, she's here. Yeah. Actually, funny enough, we always, <laughs> so she always wants to call and say goodnight, like goodnight, love you, make sure mm -hmm. it's good to go. One time I passed out early on the couch. I don't remember. I didn't call her. She was in Virginia. I was home by myself. She, so she tried calling me for like three hours straight hysterically crying, was convinced that I choked on a grape and died on the couch by myself. Oh my gosh. Called, so I'm, so I don't know how I didn't wake up to any of her phone calls, but then I looked over, this was like three o'clock in the morning, it was my buddy Kenny calling me. And I was like, what the hell? So I picked up my phone and I was like, hello? And he goes, what's up? And I was like, oh, I thought he was drunk or something. I'm like, bro, what's going on? And he was like, What's going on with me? What's going on with you? Your wife's hysterically crying, calling us. I'm on my way to your apartment now to make sure you're alive. <laughs> and I was oh like, oh, gosh. Jesus Christ. So I immediately, so as I said that, I was like, oh, and then I just hung up the phone and immediately called Ashley back because I knew exactly what was going on. She picks up. She's like, what the f*** have you been doing? I thought you choked. I thought you died. I was like, you didn't see that I was home? She's like, yeah, I did see you were home and I thought you died by yourself in the house and I was going to be a widow and have to raise this kid on my own. And I was like, oh, wow, that was no. a traumatic night for a couple hours. I'm sorry about that, but good night. Right. I'll talk but to you see, in the morning. But see, you've kind of set the precedent then where it's like, if you like you, if for, in this case where you miss one phone call, then all of a sudden it becomes this big ordeal. Oh, it's a snowball whereas, effect. Yeah. A snowball effect. It's a slippery slope. But for the record, I also have my location on for like everyone. I want everyone to know where I am at all times. I've got no secrets to hide. And I like, let's say I get kidnapped or something. Mm -hmm. I want all my friends to be able to like track my location and figure out where I am, you know? Um, but to answer the question for Anonymous, I think I'm going to go on a little bit of a, a ledge here, to which I apologize, okay. Anonymous. But Love I love when think, you go on a ledge. It's my favorite kind of version of you. I think, Anonymous, if you ask your boyfriend to move out to where you guys go separate, it's over. You invited, yeah. you're 23, so you're young. You have plenty of time. You guys have been together for two years, which is great. But you invited a 30-year-old man to live with mm. you. He is very much ready to live, settle down, and move forward and, and be done with the dating scene. My guess, which is why he's mm -hmm. like, should we renew? Should we look at a new place? Like he, In his mind, you two are living together and you're moving forward in this direction. So I think if you're like, hey, listen, I thought it was temporarily going to be a, a living together situation. I think he's going to take that personally. And then I think he's right. going to question your motives and then he's going to think, well, I'm dating someone who's 23. Is she not ready to be in a committed relationship? I think it's just going to uh, right. have a lot of questions in his head that I don't think will be conducive for a healthy relationship. So I don't know. I'm nervous. If I'm he, nervous for if you. He th if he thought it was temporary, he would have found a new place to live instead of moving in with her. So I do, I do agree. I think, and exactly to what Kendall said, you can take a step forward, but you can't take a step backwards. I, I disagree with you, Jared. I think that if they continue living together, it, the relationship is doomed because mm. she 
obviously does not want to live with somebody, not with him. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to live with anybody right now. And that's fine. And if she continues to live with him, even if she like tells herself like, Oh, this, this is okay. This is for the, this is the right step to take. She's going to resent him for it. And there's going to be like all these, it's going to start with little moments. Like it's going to be like, he left his socks out of the hamper and she's like, Oh God, I got this 30 year old loser living in my house. now." You know, like <laughs> it's, it's going to, it's just going to build. And then it's going to come to a breaking point. And uh, then he's going to want to get married and she's not going to want to do, you know, like I, I just think that she needs to be honest about how she feels with this mm-hmm. man. Caitlin says that all the time for the record (laughs) that you leave your socks out. She goes, I can't believe I'm living with this 30 year old man child. (laughs) I mean, who hasn't heard that? (laughs) At least she throws in child in there. That's nice. (laughs) I mean, deep down, I feel like if you want to end it and you don't want to take, you're not excited to keep moving and take a step forward. You're kind of, that's for me. Usually it's the answer. Like my parents always told me they've been together (laughs) for 32 years now. And um, they just, they said when they met each other, they just were excited to take a step forward. They're excited mm. to, to do that. You know, they didn't even think about it. Um, not to say that every relationship should be that way, but um, I think she's not in a place where she's excited to move forward with him. Right. Mm. So. But I agree. I think you should take a principled stand and just say, sorry, we're not living together. I don't want to do it. I'm not interested in it. Still want a date. Let's try it out. Of yeah. course, so, she shouldn't live at, with at the them if day, she doesn't want to. But uh, like Kendall right. said, sometimes the answer is in the question. And like, what do you have to lose? Obviously, you don't you're you like the guy enough to be dating him, but you don't love him to the point where you want to live with him. So propose the idea. And if he doesn't like it, then bada bing, bada boom, you're back to being your free self and you can find someone else that you're more excited to live with. So that's that's the advice. One more, Easton. What do you got for us? Oh, this is a juicy one. All right. This is from Emily. I found out that my fiance was searching for escorts on Google. We are in a long distance relationship and I don't know what to do or how to bring this up. Help. Hmm. Escorts? Okay. Escorts. I mean, that's it, right? You can't look for just... escorts and move on from this. No, it's mm. for friends. No, Maybe he's doing <laughs> research or something for like a, yeah. a thesis. He's window was, shopping. It's long distance. It's so easy to just like disappear and to just not ever. They're just like, where the heck did that person? I don't know. It's like at that <laughs> point, I, I would kind of wait. I'm the kind of person where I would probably just disappear because it's a big disrespect. And for me, I would kind of see that as like cheating. Um, That's definitely then, cheating. Am I know, misinterpreting what escort means? No, it is cheating. All like, right. and he, he, he should know. And if he wants to call and bring it up, he can, but I don't know. I, I disappear. <laughs> disappear. I would <laughs> disappear. just disappear in the evening. <laughs> I think what this person should do is just simply bring it up. I mean, granted, he's probably, she's probably gonna be met with a lot of resistance because something bring something up like that. To someone that's uncomfortable talking about it for obvious reasons, I think you're going to naturally just like backpedal and, and defend yourself. Um, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like the relationship is kind of on its way out because that's uh, it's not a deal breaker for, for everyone, obviously, but um, sounds like it might be for you. So I would say bring it up and see what happens next. Well, I think you have to bring it up because yeah. there's obviously something wrong in the relationship right now. And yeah. listen, like you guys are doing long distance, you know, every human has their needs. If he was looking up porn it's like hey whatever but escorts like mm-hmm. i don't know that's a whole new level for I would, me. what's the difference let's get to the bottom of that is there yeah. is there a substantial difference between porn and hiring an escort i mean They're you're both- having sex with an escort am i misinterpreting this do i not know what an escort is mm-hmm. um well i mean so i think it's usually an escort is like a date for company but usually uh, there is some sexual involvement it depends oh Oh, so I was misinterpreting because I just assumed it was 
prostitution. Like, I mean, I would say that it kind of is ma- mainly that to some people. Um, hmm. Interesting. Oh, okay. All right. That changes <laughs> the dynamic a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Maybe not really. I, I think porn, uh, the only reason why, I don't think porn is an issue, um, but if it, it starts affecting your sexual relationship with your partner and it starts taking away from your connection with your partner, then that's when it's an issue. Totally. Mm. They're both forms of entertainment, but is one going to like, obviously when it's actual another person, you're risking like your safety with uh, like your health, you know, getting something like these are strangers that this person's looking at, but, um, but porn, it's kind of. I don't know. You're, you're less connected to that for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I do think though, to your point, um, while an escort isn't, uh, it's not implied sexual work. I do think it's the precursor to some sort of sexual experience with someone. So, um, to, I think Jared, it's safe for you to assume what you were assuming, because I do think it, it kind of leads into what it is you're assuming. So, yeah, uh, I think, I think the bottom line is have the conversation with him, bring it up. Uh, don't like corner him. Cause I do think how you bring it up is really important. You know, like, don't just like throw it all at him at the same time and accuse him of all these things. Maybe like ask him questions, lead him to answer, like give him the opportunity to like answer it without you pressuring him or like cornering him, all that kind of stuff. So, um, that's my advice at least, but yeah, it sounds like it's not going to be too good for you guys moving forward. That's just what I, I would think. be so bad at broaching the scenario. I'd be like, Hey, you Escorts, huh? What a what a job. What do you think about that, huh? Yeah. You just bring it up nonchalantly, like not yeah. even involving them whatsoever. He's like, I've never heard of that. What is that? You put on Pretty Woman just to be like, you guys, you ever see this movie before? It's a great premise, huh? Uh, but once you lose trust. I wonder how she found out because, yeah. like, was she on his computer searching for escargot and, and then, Ooh. like, auto-filled? But it, the, to be the devil's advocate here, she said she caught that he was looking for them. For all we know, he's never booked one. I know this mm. is a day. Like, I think she should have the conversation because like, that's definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, you don't just, go just searching for them with no <laughs> yeah. intention of ever doing it. But, but some people might, maybe that's just like something he like gets off on. Like, Oh, like I could do this, but I won't listen. Uh, Easton, like, you don't call Audrey's asking for a BLT <laughs> unless you want a BLT. You unless know you want I mean? a BLT, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, to to Easton's point, I remember once when I was in high school, one of the kids that was on our football team came back with these like uh, these these stripper cards from Las Vegas. Yeah, we called we called every number on the stripper cards. None of us had ever the intent to follow through with anything. We were just calling for fun. It could be curiosity. I can see that. Like his friends like, oh, did you know that you can find, you know, these people this way? And maybe he's like, oh, I maybe and they, they looked together like i can see that so and that is it's a, fair it's a very bad it's a very bad sign though so like that conversation yeah. needs to be had too true but also we don't know the age of emily because what yeah. if this kid is like 18 and was like just messing around that's a good yeah. point you know, yeah. curiosity is a hell of a thing but uh i think bottom line have the conversation and get to yeah. the bottom of it that's yeah. really what you need to do but yeah maybe he's just looking for a great escargot recipe or something like that maybe he found a snail and he wants to learn how to prepare Auto-correct. it so. i'm telling you it gets the best it. of us um, all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of help i suck at dating thank you everyone for listening kendall thank you for jumping in and co-hosting with us this week you are and always will be one of our favorite if not our favorite co-hosts so um big thank you to you can you just give us like a like like where where's where Kendall going to be going for the next you know year couple of years? Where can what can we look um, to expect from you? I'm really focusing on like the science, like the inform like being someone who takes larger scientific concepts and making them my, more digestible to people. Like I'm working with a company called Colossal right now. It's a genetics company uh, that's rebirthing the woolly mammoth and doing a bunch of other genetics product projects. So 
I'm kind of, and I do like TikTok science stuff. So that's kind of where I'm going. Uh, it's nice. fun. They're yeah. rebirthing the woolly mammoth. Yeah. It's actually an Asian elephant woolly mammoth hybrid. I could get all into all that, but yeah, it's very fascinating. Very cool. Just make sure they don't try to rebirth any dinosaurs. Cause I've seen well, Jurassic park and it it's doesn't impossible. Well. It's kind of impossible to rebirth a dinosaur that we know now. Cause all of the remains are fossilized. So it's like rock. There's no DNA in it. It's even hard to like uh, rebirth a woolly mammoth because we have like mummified mammoths, but their DNA is kind of like confetti that's been ripped up and then trampled on in the rain. And you have to try to put it back together. There's mummified woolly mammoths? Mm-hmm. In permafrost, in the Arctic tundra. Wow. It's in permafrost, Jared. Come on, read a book. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's like a big freezer that's underground. That's uh, crazy. It's not underground, but yeah. It is well, really we, lo- we look forward to seeing all of that. We look forward to seeing more of your scientific TikToks. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the emailers, Anonymous and Emily. Thank you to Easton and Hannah. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.